Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that his younger brother? It's gonna be Jeff. The cream rise to the top for oh, you. Yeah. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. He sold separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 320 of the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. My name is Jeff and sitting alongside next to me is my real life brother, not storyline brother, Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. Scott, what's going on, dude? You know what's going on? $5 gas. $5 gas, electricity bills, gas bills going up. I mean, what is it, dude? Drove by 7-Eleven on the way home. And it's official. In Tracy, we now have $5 gas. It's $5.10 at 7-Eleven, which is crazy because last weekend I filled up at $4.62, I think it was. And Uh I was like, man, this sucks. And here we are, not even a week later, and it's got up 40 cents. Now, of course, there's stuff going on in the world. It's horrible. And now we're feeling the pinch at home. And it's funny because this now ties into a text message that I got from Christopher Dean. Christopher, we love you, dude. You're amazing. He sent a text message that Mattel has sent out an email to retailers that cost is going up on their side. So they have to turn that cost increase over to us in a price increase effective July. So does that mean that Mattel, like Mattel Elites, He-Man, all that stuff is going up again? Yes, and Christopher points it out that we all know that Mattel and Hasbro are pretty much in lockstep. So if Mattel's going up, you can rest assured Hasbro is going to go up. So basically, everything we collect, minus NECA, (laughs) is going to have a price increase on it. Now, let's turn that back to the gas. Fig hunts. Man, isn't that going to be expensive? Because just a few years ago, we would always talk about, man, going around and hunting figures. You know, it's it's the cost of gas and blah, blah, blah. I think gas at that time was like, what, three bucks? Something like that, yeah. Now it's almost double. And now your fig hunts are getting way more expensive. I think, honestly, this is going to turn a lot of collectors more into Amazon, RSC, BBTS. You name the online retailer. I think the traffic is about to go up on their sites. I agree, dude. Like, well, the bad thing is, is shipping costs are going to go up because FedEx is going to start charging more for fuel. So that goes up into the shipping cost. But at the same time, you're not driving around to seven Targets and four Walmarts trying to find one figure. Well, exactly. And a lot of websites offer free shipping if you go over a certain amount, right? So you start saving up your wish lists, wait until you have X amount in your cart. Boom, free shipping. Right. So then you're not paying anything for shipping and you're not paying for gas. It becomes a little bit easier on your wallet, I think. I agree. So yeah, it's it's just crazy that all these increases now are eating into some of the best stories I think that we've told on this podcast about walking into a store and finding something. And as Seth from the Chick Foley show so eloquently put it, your heart's doing red arrows because you found something and you just get those butterflies, that feeling of, oh man, this is great. It's that it's that euphoric feeling of you found something and you're super excited. Now that goes away. Basically, you walk up to your porch and there's a box sitting there. You're like, cool. 
my figures here. I already know what's in the box. Well, unlike most people, Jeff, you don't have that problem because you nope. never know what you've ordered. Yep. It's honestly always a surprise to yourself. I love the mystery, dude. <laughs> I've always said this. Younger Jeff is buying future Jeff a gift. And so I love it. I love it. It's always a mystery box to you. <laughs> <laughs> it is, man. I love it, dude. Uh, what else is going on, dude? You said your birthday was this past weekend. Was it good? Uh, well, it was a dance comp weekend. So not much on Saturday. Saturday was the day. Uh, Peyton had danced that day. She killed it. Did amazing, of course, on my birthday. So I was super excited. She's like, I told you you should come. And so one of the things that came out of that dance comp is one of her group dances placed for a showcase in the New Jersey, New York area. Oh. That's that's like a by invitation only. And so we're kind of waiting on information like, are we going to New York to perform a dance? If you go to New Jersey, one, you have to go see Steve Hoker. Yes, this is a given. And two, you have to go to that Toys R Us. I have to go to the Toys R Us and I got to have some pizza. Going to try to fit in and look at me planning a New York trip and we don't even know what's going on yet. But <laughs> yes, super excited about that. So that was a cool thing that came out of Saturday. Didn't really do anything on Saturday for the birthday though. So that was my birthday in a nutshell. The next day had one more dance on the docket. It was early morning. Peyton had her solo that day. Did really well. And afterwards, we all went to lunch. It was me, Shan, Peyton, Alana, her boyfriend, you, Celeste, mom, dad, Cindy, Shannon's mom went. So there were like 10 of us. So great lunch. We had a lot of fun there. And Mm -hmm. afterwards, went home and crashed because we were up at the butt crack of dawn Sunday morning. So it it was a good weekend overall. There was dance. There was a possible trip to New York coming out of it. There was taqueria. There was pizza, which I got on Sunday. There was seeing my family. Lots of love. And uh, got some birthday money, so I'm doing some toy planning on what I'm going to be purchasing. Got a few things in mind, and no, Jeff, the Crow Sideshow Collectibles is not one of those things, as much as I would love to have that. Boo. I understand, but Mezco is currently offering a pre-order on a 112 Crow figure that is a third of the price of the Sideshow, and I think almost as good. So I'm going to go that route instead. I definitely want that crow figure. That's where a portion of the birthday money is going, but kind of doing a little bit of shopping, figuring out what I want. Okay. I'm just going to say this because I've already said it to you like five or six times. Mm -hmm. Let me guess. Sideshow Collectibles offers Mm -hmm. payment plans. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And that would now be the seventh time that you've told me this. Uh, Something like that. Like I didn't pick it up the other six times. Maybe seventh (laughs) time is a charm. I'm just saying you could have the Mezco and the sideshow in a detolf and it would look amazing. Oh, the detolf that nobody can get their hands on right now. Eh, sooner or later you'll get it. <laughs> yeah, he has it on back order, I believe, until 2028. I think you and I are going to be out of California by the time we're going to get a detolf, dude. God willing. Um, and I'm also wondering, should we be discussing the big news that came out of AEW on Wednesday night? Should we save that for the news? Or should we just go head on into it now? Well, I mean, I guess we could go all in on it right now, but basically Jeremy Padauer was tweeting out about ROH figures last night. Incredible. This is, it's big, right? I don't know if it's as big. Well, I don't know how many of our listeners lived through it, but I don't know if it's as big as WWE acquiring WCW, but man, it's, it's still pretty damn big. ROH has an extensive video library that, man, if AEW is thinking about starting up a network, what a way to do it. 
from what I've heard, ROH is supposed to act almost as their quote-unquote NXT. It'll almost be like developmental. And it'll be exactly like WWE is treating NXT now with basically having main roster guys dip down and perform in their ROH brand and maybe vice versa. I don't know. But I had read that in an article earlier that that's kind of the early plan. I don't know if it's true. Makes sense. I mean, ROH has always kind of been the indie darling anyway. So it makes sense that they would fall under the AEW umbrella as that. But man, you've got to think if they're looking at getting a network together, that's two really, really strong brands with a lot of content. Keep in mind, AEW has already been going for three years. ROH was formed in what? 03? 05? 02 or 03. Okay. Yeah. Somewhere in there. So you're talking almost 20 years worth of content just from them. That's impressive. And look, if they can get something like PWG on board with their huge video library, because they basically had monthly or bi-monthly shows and they've got a ton of content, like man, to kind of pull one of their pay-per-view names, they do something like that. I am all in. Well, technically it's all out right now. Oh. All in was not AEW affiliated. All out is AEW affiliated. All right. Well, the former show affiliated with AEW or not, I'm all in. If they do something like that, I am fully on board with it. It's big. This is big news. Again, in my opinion, not as big as WWE acquiring WCW because that was massive when it went down. That was just insane. But this move, I think, for AEW makes a lot of sense. And as a wrestling figure collector, yeah, my interest is peaked big time. Because now you're going to get a Gresham figure. you got to think anyway. You're going to get the Briscoes again. You know, it was great to see FTC have their stab at ROH. Now we're going to see Jazzwares get their stab at ROH. So I'm super excited, man. This is, this is big news. It's good for wrestling. Honestly, it's great for wrestling. It brought back a lot of memories about WCW being purchased by Vince. And granted, it's not as big as WWE purchasing WCW. It's not. But what's great is now we have a modern day version of that to a certain extent, right? So the fans that didn't see that happen are getting to see this happen. And this is now their WWE purchasing WCW moment. Yeah, dude, this is huge. And then we're going to get figures. I mean, we're going to get Daniel Bryan an ROH look. We're going to get CM Punk from an ROH look. We're going to get who else? We're going to get Briscoes. You know, again, we're going to get who else is there that we could just give us homicide. Give us Samoa Joe. Well, that might be something where they have to be under a contract. And uh, wasn't Super Dragon in ROH at one point? He showed up for a couple of shows, but it wasn't any like a lengthy storyline or for a long time. Man, we always talk about it. It seems like it comes up every week now, but Toyetic? Super Dragon is that dude. You love Super Dragon. Oh, dude, Yes. And we're going to get to it later in the show, uh, Drunk Wrestling History, our upcoming episode, or the one that dropped this past Friday, is the show that you got us ringside tickets for. Ah, yes. The uh, Kurt Russell Reunion 3 that took place in LA. (laughs) Kurt Russell Reunion. (laughs) (laughs) Kurt Russell Reunion, dude. Because it was at Wrestle Reunion, so at Kurt Russell Reunion. PWG always has the best names for their uh, DVDs. Oh, hands down. Hands down, the best names for their shows. Because they yeah. give no Fs. They'll call it whatever the heck they want. But at that show, you bought me a Super Dragon mask. And Super Dragon was in the main event. <laughs> Super Dragon blows me away. He was brutal in the ring. I've always thought the Briscoes were two of the baddest dudes 
in the ring. I put Super Dragon up there with them. He just, his style. Oh, man. Three guys I never want to face, ever. Not that I'm ever going to face anyone, but three men I've never wanted to face. Jay and Mark Briscoe and Super Dragon. The end. And three men that have never been in your kitchen. (laughs) Yes, they also have that in common. (laughs) Okay, if you guys actually get that reference, I'll send you something. There has to be at least one person that gets it. Okay, we'll check and see. If you want to get any of our shirts, head on over to Pro Wrestling Tees or whatamaneuver.net. You can follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat, and the Book of Faces at Fully Posable, Instagram, Fully Posable, WFP. You can go back and listen to any of our past podcasts on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Please rate and review and subscribe on iTunes. You can send us any audio questions, questions, or anything else at all. Send it on over to Fully Posable, WFP, at gmail.com. Scott, have you picked up anything? Uh, no, I haven't picked anything up, but I am putting lists together. I've got a cart going at Target. I've got two of the McFarland DC figures in there. Oh, I've boy. got the three Jokers Batman and a Batgirl figure. I'm debating on which of the Jokers I want that are on Target's site right now. And I'm debating if I want the Red Hood figure that's on there. Because I'm trying to put together like the Batman family to go in the Detolf. Okay. So I'm targeting Batman. I'm targeting Damian Wayne. In his Robin uniform, uh, Red Hood, Joker, Batgirl, and Nightwing. Those are kind of who I'm targeting to have like a Bat Family shelf in there. Well, no wonder you're not getting the Sideshow Collectibles Crow figure. Well, see what I mean is like you can get more bang for your buck instead of dropping $300 on one. Now, don't get me wrong. Sideshow is next level. They're sculpting the accessories. They're amazing. And they're worth every single penny of $300. But on my budget... I would rather get more bank for my buck and take my $300 and get a bunch of figures. Okay. I'm going to just throw this over to you. Sideshow has a payment plan. No, I'm just kidding. No, well, you're kidding. This, this is, this is brand new news. <laughs> the, the eighth time it might sink in. This is new information. Sideshow collectibles products always go up in price. Yes, they do. But I am not one to buy on speculation. You're not one to buy on speculation nor to flip. Yeah, I don't I don't but, sell my toys. But but if you did need to flip, guess what you have right there? Yeah, but it's going to be hard to part with cuz it would be my only single my, my only one that I ever am going to own. I would literally only buy that crow figure and that would be it. I would never buy another sideshow. Well, that's okay. I mean, you don't have to. But it's going to make it harder to part with. But it's it's crow, it's your favorite movie. No, it totally is. And I love the figure. But again, I think I can supplement the need to have that crow figure in my collection with the Mezco one. If Sideshow Collectibles would make a Johnny Knoxville jackass figure, dude. Oh, I'd be a- come on. Stop it. <laughs> stop it. And he comes with a shopping cart. You quit it. You quit it. Uh, he'll probably come with a bull. Because he's gotten hit by a bull twice now. Episode or movie yeah. one and movie four now. Yeah, that last one retired him. Spoiler alert, sorry. By the way, did you get the retro figures? No, I haven't received them yet. I haven't even gotten my email saying that they've shipped. Okay, so I think some people are getting that they're back-ordered until late March. I'm not worried about it, dude. I know that they're on the way. I've got them locked in. I'm good to go. I'm not worried about it. So I got mine this past week. I I actually bought two boxes. I thought I only got one, but I did get two. Oh, you got two sets. One is remaining in the brown cardboard box that says 
WWE official. That one's the tape will not be cut on that one. You're not even going to display the beautiful artwork that's on. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. The other one I did open, popped open the figures. Mean Gene is my favorite. Mean Gene Retro is fantastic. The microphone, the color of the blue jacket, dude, fantastic. Okay, when you say that you popped them open, that means that you opened the box that they came in. You Correct. took out the individually carded figures. Correct. And you left them on the card or you broke them off the bubble? I left them on the card. You left because you're going to display them? Uh, Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> Wait a second. What? What are you going to do with them then? I don't know. They're probably going to sit on my floor like all the other figures that are sitting over to my left. <laughs> you run out of, you have, I can vouch for you. You have run out of room in your figure room. Like you yes. literally have, you've gone into the hallway no, and you are I, out of space. I, I, kind of into the hallway. Yeah, like partially you, into the hallway. Like they're, cre- they're creeping in. Correct, correct, correct. Just the tip. Just the tip. <laughs> We're halfway there. <laughs> <laughs> so now you've got them on the floor to also admire them because you don't want to just like put baby in the corner, right? You've got to have them at least so you can see them, but they're stacked. Correct. They're all yes. starting to stack up in there. Like you may need to add an addition or put an addition on your house. Uh, honestly, dude, I'll get out of California before I can add an addition onto this house. Yeah. You could go straight baller in another state and have oh, like two rooms for your figures. Oh dude, I would too. Yep. Um, you'll would. have a master bedroom and then the other three bedrooms will be one for Celeste to do whatever she's going to do in there. And then you would have two figure rooms. She's going to probably be in another room with another guy saying, oh, you're more man than my toy collecting boyfriend. <laughs> that reminds me of that picture of the two chicks that are sitting on the couch. And they're like, look at that guy over there who collects toys. And the other one's like, who? And then now the next picture is them looking at you in the picture. <laughs> in disgust. Yeah, but uh, have you even seen a Sideshow Collectibles figure before? By Get the way, here. by the way. That Sideshow Collectibles has payment plans as well. You're kidding. Stop. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh, okay, I'm not joking about that. But anyways, back to the retros. I love them, dude. They're absolutely fantastic. So Mean Gene is your favorite. Mean Gene's my favorite. Mr. P- Mr. T is my second favorite. And then Piper and Cowboy Bob are third and fourth, obviously. But they're great, dude. The card is thicker. I like how the card is thicker. That's what she said. Um, (laughs) That was the complaint about the original retros. The card was very thin. And they're thicker now. And I love it, dude. I I love them, man. Okay. So if they ever go back to retail, that's good. Because I know that in shipping, a lot of cards were damaged. So there were some series where if you found a good card, you were lucky. Because there was a lot of damage because they were so thin. So if they ever go back to retail, that's a good thing that it's a thicker cardstock. I've been watching a little bit more uh, WWF. Now, I've got to admit, it's getting a little bit more difficult to exit out of Raw, then go watch Superstars, then exit out, and then have to go find the Raw that I was at. It's getting a little bit difficult. Like I was just thinking about sticking with one show. But at the same time, I kind of dig that little Superstars thrown in there for just for nostalgic for sure, yeah, absolutely. So I may have to just stick with Raw because it seems like more is going on on Raw for this watch-along that I'm kind of doing, this uh, trip down memory lane from 92, from when Brett won the title in 92 to 93, and I'm going to keep going. 
But I did do a little bit more. Now, I didn't get to WrestleMania 9, which I was hoping to do, but I didn't make it there. I, I'm telling you, dude, all this having to exit out, go find, go back into Raw, go back to Super, you know, it's all that, man. Yeah, it's it's a rough life. It's a rough having, life. Having everything at my fingertips. Chad Horror Movie Barbecue pointed out. Love Chad. Crush, Chad's awesome. Crush's theme was a remix of Psycho Sid's. Ah, okay. Now, if you put the two themes together, now, if you listen to Psycho Sid's and then you listen to Crush's theme right after, you're like, holy crap, that is. Interesting. I, I never knew that. Yep. It is a remix. So it's the remix edition about a song about pissing. <laughs> also, another reference if you guys... You guys wow. Throw... <laughs> you pulled that one out, dude. Well done. I, hey, dude, I told you I was watching a lot of Chappelle show. <laughs> Spoiler. I just gave it away. Man, how are you going to make a video about peeing? <laughs> how are you going to make a video about peeing? Oh, man. I love Chappelle. Okay. <laughs> All right. So last week I got to the Royal Rumble. I got through the Royal Rumble. Um, so some notes. I'm disgusted with the way Sika eats fish. He actually, it looked like a live fish that Sika brought down to the ring when the Head Shrinkers had a match, and he was, like, eating the fish. It was like this red snapper fish, dude, and it was, oh, dude, I was so disgusted. Well, Boogeyman ate worms. Eh, that's fine. <laughs> we don't like worms. We like fish. Yeah, we like fish. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the I, fish I, was gimmicked, dude. It's fine. All right. Just keep telling me that. Like the Young Bucks chairs. The fish was gimmicked. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's all fine. No head injuries. Okay. Well played on that one. Excellent job. <laughs> uh, Damien Demento's knee drop finish was absolutely stupid. It was worse than the leg drop? Oh, dude, it was so dumb, dude. The only thing that made it a little bit of devastating is when he would pull the knee pad down and they would jump up and drop the knee. Okay, was, so bare bone on somebody's dome, like that has to suck, right? Dude, we all know Ric Flair wore his knee pads down around his ankles. So this he was dropping- point. He was dropping bare bone on somebody's face all the time. So we can add Damien Demento's knee drop to Scotty Too Hotty's worm. Um, <laughs> I want to go that far. Okay. Another thing. Why didn't we join the WWF fan club? Uh, probably because mom and dad gave us a choice of WWF magazine or the fan club. And we're like, yeah, we'd rather have the monthly magazines. Thank you. Okay. So the fan club was around 93. They gave you that uh, cassette tape, right? Exactly. Yeah. So I was always curious why we didn't join the WWF fan club. Probably because we got the magazine instead. Dude, mom, they always gave us a choice, right? We'd be like, well, we want this. And they'd be like, well, you can have a choice between this and this. And I'm sure that's what happened. And we just, we wanted the magazine. So we got 12 months of the magazine instead of a cassette tape from the fan club. Okay. I think it was Jack Doan who kept getting hit in the face with Razor's toothpicks. And I put poor Jack Doan. <laughs> Looks like a porcupine. But I do got to say, he did. I got to say, that was actually a great little gimmick where Razor would hand the gold down to the guy at ringside. And he said, anything happened to this gold, something's going to happen to you. I I loved that, dude. It was There's, great. And the camera would always pick it up. It was so good. Yeah, the camera would be right in Razor's face to pick up the what Razor was saying. I love that. I thought that was great. So you had face Brett handing out his sunglasses to a fan. Camera yes. would always catch that. And then you got yep. heel razor threatening the uniform guy at ringside. Yes, possible Jack Doan. Yes, I love that. That was so good, dude. It just it built into their character more. Yep. It either made you love them more in the case of Brett or hate them more in the case of Razor. 
so the superstars that I'm watching, they when they go back to the event center, it's always Sean Mooney. Yes, love Sean Mooney. Sean Mooney always has this quizzical look uh, looking off to the left when he starts it. And then like he's watching a TV off to the left. <laughs> and then he's always kind of like, hmm, I don't know what to make of that. But Razor Ramon is going <laughs> to. But they do this event center during the show and they do it a couple times during the show. But I wish they would show where they were going to be hitting a territory. So like, hey, the Oakland Coliseum, we're going to have Giant Gonzalez versus Undertaker. And then they would cut to the promos. Yes. Isn't that when they would do that? Wasn't that during Event Center? It was, but it, it was only in certain market where you can... Oh. Uh, right now, they're just doing promos. Virgil will cut a promo and he's all, hey, Brett, watch out. I'm coming after you. You know, stuff like that. Which I actually started questioning, did Virgil charge $25 for each promo? Ooh, good question. Well, no, because 93, it would have been way less, right? True, inflation. Yes, you're probably talking like 10 to $15. Yeah, Virgil inflation. Exactly. It <laughs> money. But anyways, I wish they would do, even if they threw in like a Chicago, like Rosemont Horizon this Saturday night, it will be Brutus Beefcake versus Ted DiBiase. You know, something like that. And it was a promo. So you're you're basically comparing it to those promos they would cut in the 80s. It was like mid to late 80s when they would basically reference the town they were going to be in. Yes. Like Hogan's like, Oakland, California, brothers, what are you going to do? Like he would he would reference the town he was going to be in. They definitely went away from that because I think they had full taping days where they would basically bring in all of the guys and run through, okay, in the next two months, we're going to be in these territories. You're going to cut promos for all these. And there's outtakes. I think you can go onto YouTube and see it. There's outtakes of like Mean Gene yucking it up with Nikolai and Iron Sheik, Bundy, all those guys, Classy Freddy Blassie. There's mm-hmm. just like outtakes from all those interviews. But yeah, at some point they stopped doing those promos. I love those promos where they would build up the town. And so maybe I, you found the spot where they kind of stopped doing it, the early 90s. Or they just have a generic, hey, just do a promo saying you're going after Brett for the title or you're going to challenge yeah. Hogan, you know, something like that. Yeah. Um, I said the second episode of Raw, Repo Man stole Macho's hat. I said that's still better than Edge and Booker T fighting over shampoo at WrestleMania 18. (laughs) But nowhere as good as Eddie stealing Kurt's medals. (laughs) True, true. After Ric Flair lost to Mr. Perfect and Ric Flair had to leave WWF. Oh, you watched that Raw? I did. Excellent. Vince Vince said it's all downhill from here for Ric Flair. Oh, oh, dude, I was kind of laughing at that. <laughs> oh, because he knew where he was going. That's not nice, Vince. <laughs> there was karma coming for that one, too. Spoiler alert. Now, I'm not sure if they taped. Maybe you guys know this, because as I said, I like interacting with you guys about this. But I don't know if they taped multiple Raws in one night at the Manhattan Center. The following show, people were chanting, we want flair at the show. And you could hear it as Vince, Macho, and uh, Rob Bartlett or something like that. Oh, yeah. Rob Bartlett. I remember that guy. Yeah. As they were all ban- bantering back and forth, you could hear g- people in the background chanting, we want Flair. And this was the following week after Flair had already lost? The following week, yes. Okay. Interesting. By the way, if you guys watch the first few episodes of Monday Night Raw, there are these guys that are sitting on the hard camera and they actually have, they look like the replica belts that are out today. But it was the Wing Eagle, the IC title. They were just a smidge different. But I'm wondering where if they made those belts or just were they selling those? 
Oh, were they selling them at the show? That's a good question. That I don't know. Like, but you could see these guys it, when you're watching the show and they cut to the hard camera. There are these guys that are kind of sitting off to the left, and they they're all over the show and it's like episode two, three, four. But yeah, they're holding t- uh, the replica titles. I was like, holy crap, where'd they get those? Hmm. Back in back in 1993. Yeah, because we only had foam belts. Right. I said we need ring skirts to make a real life giant Gonzalez outfit. yes please and this is as far as i got hogan is now back he did his monday night raw sit down with vince so hogan basically admitted to quote-unquote making mistakes and he was trashing the media about wanting to drag him down and stuff like that shocking yeah i know and you know vince was sitting there just clamor just like rubbing his hands oh this is great shit (laughs) yeah pal but like Hogan was talking about, hey, brother, I've made mistakes, man. But you know what? It's how you get through it. Why do I sound like the guys from South Park? <laughs> <laughs> At least I don't sound like Butters pushing NFTs or something. I don't know, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I love those COVID specials that they did on South Park. I love South Park. It's been around. So- it's funny. I was getting my hair cut the other day, and I was talking to the lady cutting my hair about South Park. And I was what? like, do you realize it's been like 25 years? Well, because we got on the whole subject of like inappropriate cartoons. <laughs> Because she was talking about, like, Team America came up somehow. And then we got on the subject of South Park and Basketball and Book oh, of nice. Mormon and things oh, of this nature. And, beautiful. yeah, so it was a whole conversation. Oh, dude. I've, I've been loving the COVID specials that they put out on Paramount+. Plus. Yeah, they're fantastic. Oh, dude, they were so good. I just got done watching those. Yeah, they're great. So, so anyways, I'm back to listen – or back up to where – Beefcake came back, then Hogan came back. By the way, when Beefcake was cutting his promo, when he finally came back after the parasailing accident, mm-hmm. he praised two people, God and Hulk Hogan. <laughs> he like Each sentence was like, you know, God's great and he kept me alive, but man, Hogan was right there by my bedside and he gave me the power. And <laughs> it, was like, it had nothing to do with the man who put my face back together. Thank you, amazing surgeon. <laughs> it was all Hogan. So I'm up to the Monday Night Raw where Hogan is back and Jimmy Hart is now with uh, Hogan and Beefcake. So I'm up to that part. I will have, I'm hoping to get to Monday Night Raw this week. Okay, excellent. So did Hogan, because I forget the timeline of events, Flair got beat, had to leave the WWF. Yes. When does Hogan come back? The week after Flair bounces? Uh, No, it was about a month later. Oh, it was a whole month later. Okay, got it. So the Royal Rumble happened. Hogan was not involved. So he came back around, what, February? February of 93, yeah. Okay, got it. Okay, so well after Flair got bounced. Dude, you should watch these with me, man. (laughs) Don't sound too excited, dude. You know, we're watching Vice Principals on HBO Max right now. How is that? (laughs) I love it. It's so good. We just finished season one. We started uh, season two last night. And I love anything Danny McBride is in. Right. Or, or Kenny Powers, as I affectionately refer to him as. Uh, I love it. I love all of his stuff. So it was an easy watch for me. By the way, I'm watching Eastbound and Down as well. Yes. Oh, dude, when Kenny Powers comes out to Hulk Hogan's theme, <laughs> I lost my shit, dude, because this is the first time I've ever watched it. I know the show is like 11 years old or 12 years old or whatever it may be. Yeah. Dude, I lost it when he came out to Hulk Hogan's theme. You filthy Mark. Oh, dude. That's I okay. I did too. 
<laughs> All right, Scott, enough banter about 1993 wrestling. What do you say we jump into the news? Let's do it. Oh, you going to learn today. Scott, now that I look at it, we actually have one thing for the news, and it's regarding Chella Toys. Dynamite Kid with red tights with blue trunks covering with British flag knee pads with mustache will be available to order Saturday, March 5th for seven days only. We expect to have the figures in hand around April ready to ship. So another Dynamite Kid that I will be purchasing. Nice. Does he come with the cape again? Not in this picture that they showed. No, no cape. Okay, gotcha. This is a nostalgia thing. And as I've said numerous times on the show, anything British Bulldogs, I'm all over. Yeah, for sure. Now, I don't recall in WWF seeing Dynamite with a mustache. He did. He did. He did have a mustache in WWF. I'll, I'll send you the pictures after the show. Okay, what year was that? I'm just, was it after the tag team title reign? Um, I think it was, yes, it was after the, I think it was 88, late 87 look. Okay. Got it. How long did he have? Cause I, I don't remember him with a mustache at all. Like I remember seeing him with a mustache, like in other territories, but not in the WWF. He was in there with the mustache. I remember it was like maybe one episode of superstars or something like that. I'll send you the pictures, but yeah, I remember him with a mustache. It was very brief. Well, we can say this is the first Dynamite ever with a mustache in figure form, and that's pretty cool. Correct. Um, other little tidbits in the news. AEW figures were revealed yesterday. We haven't, obviously, we're recording earlier. You guys will have already seen them. Let us know what your guys' thoughts are on them. And also check out Junk Shop Dog. They did show off the Onita figure that we talked about a couple of weeks ago. So go check out Junk Shop Dog. Okay, that was a quick news thing. So we're just going to head right into the nostalgia segment. But before we do, we want you guys to check out WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. Over there, you can check out practically every figure, wrestling figure, I should say, ever made. Head on over there, WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. Dylan does a great job running that site. Kudos to you, kind sir. And Scott, what do you got for WWE Elite 47A? Yes, sir. Mattel, WWE Elite Series 47A consisted of AJ Styles. This was his first time in the line. He was in his black and blue gear, and he came with a black vest accessory. Next up, Asuka. Also first time in the line, and she came with a mask accessory. Big Boss Man, and this would have been his 99 look when he was in, like, the black SWAT gear. He came with a nightstick accessory, a riot gear mask, and sunglasses. Cesaro. He was in his gray trunks and gray boots. Came with headphones, a Cesaro section sign, towel, and molded shirt accessory. Next up, Kevin Owens, and he was in his Fight Owens Fight shirt, and he came with the Raw World title and a podium. Last, but certainly not least, and I will say my favorite figure in the assortment, Tatanka. Came with a tomahawk, a necklace, a loincloth accessory, was vintage early 90s Tatanka. Love that figure, and Jeff, that rounds out Elite Series 47A. All right, Scott, time to play. How many of these figures does Jeff have signed? Ooh, I like this game. Tatanka, and that's it. Well done. Really? Is that right? You are 100% correct. That's it. I wasn't sure on the Oscar. I couldn't remember if you had met her at an access or not. No, no. Gotcha. All right, Scott, what is your favorite figure in this line? What? Tatanka. 
Easily my favorite. I love the Asuka figure. Of course, I love the KO figure. It came with the title. That was amazing. The Cesaro is actually really good as well. I love I, that Cesaro section brings back great memories. Uh, I come into work one day, and this is when you and I were still in the same building. I come uh-huh. into work, and there is a piece of paper taped to the backside of my monitor, which faced the doorway. So anybody walking by the office would see the back of my monitor. <laughs> you put on Cesaro section on the back of my <laughs> monitor. So everybody walking by would be like, what's that? I actually got that from a uh, Monday Night Raw that was in San Jose. Oh, that's great. And I was like, I'm going to give this to Scott. <laughs> yeah, I, it was on the monitor for a long time. Um, favorite figure, though, it definitely is Tatanka. Yeah, it's probably nostalgia-driven. But look at that figure. It's outstanding. It is a perfect representation of Tatanka. And there haven't been many bad Tatanka figures, to be quite honest with you. Even Jax did them really well. Um, but that one's just, it's incredible. Easily my favorite figure of this assortment. I agree. And he has the He-Man loincloth on. It's fantastic. Yes. yes. And even the boss man's really good too. Like this is a strong assortment, dude. Very good assortment. I mean, despite what you may think, like, oh, it's just another KO figure, another Asuka figure. Well, this is the first time we got Asuka. If you go back and you listen to our shows, we kind of uh, crapped on this, AJ. And it was because we didn't like the stoic face. Correct. And that was only because FTC had showed us what you can get when you put an expression on there because they did that AJ sculpt so well. A few Elite Series later, they come out with another AJ with a screaming face and it, it added so much to it. But the first couple AJs that they put out, it was like a, the basic AJ, this Elite AJ, the network spotlight in the white. He had that stoic face and you're just kind of like, meh. Not that it was bad, but no. it could have been better because you see what FT, again, what FTC did with theirs and I love that head sculpt for AJ. Right, I really right. do. Of course, Mattel definitely upped the game on AJ figures later, but this is not my favorite AJ figure. But still, overall, in this assortment, it's really, really good. All right. Are you ready to head down the eBay rabbit hole? Yeah, sure. Let's talk about value. Okay, so the AJ Styles, very first WWE Elite figure. Last sold eBay listing was March 1st for twelve ninety nine with one <laughs> bid. What? Really? March 1st, $12.99 for one bid, yes. Wow. Nobody wants short hair AJ, I guess. I guess not. Asuka's first time in the line with the mask. Last sold eBay listing February 10th for $15.50 with two bids. Wow. Big boss man with that 99 look, nightstick, rag gear, mask, sunglasses. Last sold eBay listing February 9th for $39.99 with one bid. Okay, now you're talking. And I just want to say, these were very, very plentiful. Which figures? This series. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They absolutely You found were. these everywhere. And this is when I believe they started hitting, like, Ross and Marshalls. Big Lots, too, I think. And Big Lots, yeah. So you were finding these at, like, the discount stores. And Correct. I'm wondering if that's affecting some of these values. I mean, Boss Man's up there at 39 That's pretty good. But you would think a Boss Man in this outfit would be going for more, but... I guess not. And I think it's just the volume of the figures that were out there. Cesaro with the headphones, Cesaro section, sign, towel, molded shirt. Last sold eBay listing, Scott's birthday, February 26th for $42.99, which was a buy it now. That I did not expect. That's a good Cesaro figure too. Yeah, it's not bad, dude. I, I dig it. Yeah, it's awesome. Kevin Owens with the Raw World title podium. Last sold eBay listing on January 30th for $20, which was also a buy it now. 
Tatanka with the hammer, last sold eBay listing. Also, Scott's birthday, February 26th, for $33, which had 16 bids. Wow. I bought mine at Marshall's, and I think he was $7.99. Might want to sell it. You got a profit going on there, dude. I opened them. Why would you ever do such a thing? <laughs> the, well, A, the box was trashed. And B, I wanted him displayed in my ring when I finally get the room finished up and have some detolfs and all that good stuff. He's going to be prominently displayed in the ring. Your box is trashed. (laughs) Don't tell people about that. That's personal information. I'm sorry. Don't forget to take your topical cream tonight, by the way. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) All right, Scott, we've got the listener segment to go through. Uh, By the way, that was Elite 47A. Next week will be Elite 47B. Spoiler alert. Oh, is that how it works? That's how it works, Scott. They just don't throw A and B out there. It's the only time they've ever done A and B. Literally the only time. And I am i don't know why they did that. Why they didn't make it just Elite 48? I have no idea. We got the listener segment to get into. What you say? Let's go talk to them. And I just want to hear from my people. Tell me, can I hear from my people? I just want to hear from my people. And I just want to listen to the listener. All right, Scott, first question comes in from Rad Chad. Rad Chad is now entering the chat. <laughs> what up, Rad Chad? Rad Chad says, what is your Mount Rushmore of wrestling-specific collectibles? Oof. Okay, so we got to pick four things. Yes. Okay, first one on mine is the McFarlane Macho Man statue. Uh... Okay, I should have clarified with Rad Chad. Is this something that we own or is this something that we have up on the Rushmore of collectibles? I'm reading it as just like things that you've seen that you may not own them, but it would be like a grail item for you and it would therefore be on Mount Rushmore, whether it's in your collection or not. Because collecting, it's a wide range. So like there are people that collect pieces of ring mats. There are people that collect titles. There are people that collect figures like us. There's people that, there's the collecting is like all over the board. Should we keep this only to figures and statues or autograph pieces or what? Um, We said collectibles. So I, this would just be collectibles in your eyes. Like what are your most important for collectibles? It could be ring gear, anything. That's the way I'm reading the question anyway. Oh, wow. Okay. This might take a little while. (laughs) Because I was thinking it was stuff that I personally own. Like if there was basically, and God forbid, if anything were to happen to this house, what would be the things that I would grab right away? It would be four items of wrestling collectibles. Okay. So that's the way I kind of viewed it. But if you viewed it like that... Why don't you continue? What are your other three? So the Macho Man statue, and that's mainly because I could kick myself for not buying that when I totally had the chance to. The other one would be the first issue of WWF Magazine. Okay. Now, you said ring-worn gear, like Savage Trunks from WrestleMania 3. Yeah, I'm talking like stuff you've seen that people have in their their collection. Even in that that WWE collection show that was on A&E. Like maybe something that you've seen on there. But, like, this is all stuff that, like, I've seen that I would want in my collection. Okay. So I viewed it as something as you want to take out of your house and that, like, four collectibles that are on your Rushmore that you own. So, for example, like, I would grab the Macho statue. I would also grab the tag title that's hanging up in the front room. 
Right. Signed by the Hart Foundation. Signed by the Hart Foundation. I would grab the WrestleMania 22 frame. Oh, with the piece of ring rope? With the piece of ring rope that's in the uh, back room. Yep. And then I would grab the George Steele LJN prototype. Okay. Those would be the four things that I would grab. Now, Rushmore, man, this is such a wide range. Like, I would love an outfit Brett wore at WrestleMania 13. Oh, okay. Or how about the one where the hot pink where he bled against Piper at eight? Ooh, that would be good too. There's so much wrestling and so much wrestling memorabilia. Like, it's hard to place four up there with a wide range of stuff between gear between between figures between whatever it may be hmm i'm, I'm just kind of picking wrestling collectibles in general like okay anything it doesn't have to be in your collection it could be in somebody else's that you've seen i'm um, going road warrior shoulder pads ring worn i don't even care from what era okay but lod shoulder pads what about the million dollar title <laughs> no, i'd flip it <laughs> <laughs> I'd sell it for millions of dollars, man. So that's kind of where my brain went next was a, a, a title, like a world title of some type. I, I know which one you'd pick is probably the 86 title. Uh, it would probably be the 86 title. I know a lot of people have the nostalgia for the winged Eagle. Yeah. That's because a lot of our listeners grew up in that era, that 1988 to 1997, 98, when they switched it over. A lot of people grew up in that era, was watching wrestling in that era, and collect, yep. and they loved the Winged Eagle. I mean, the it was Winged on Eagle, t- yeah. It was on TV basically every week. That debuted at four, right? Yeah, that was the first time it was unveiled. It did. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah because, Robin Leach. That's right. Yeah, because Hogan won the green boxing belt from Iron Sheik. Correct. Then that turned into what looked like the TV title, the NWA TV title. Okay. Then went into the 1986-87 title, the WrestleMania three Andre the Giant and WrestleMania two title, and then the Winged Eagle was debuted at four. Okay, so the one that came with Hogan's defining moment is the one that you, yeah, okay. yeah, I love that belt, dude. That's like my favorite title of all time. It was mimicked a lot. A lot of people did that uh, in different federations, but there was nothing like the one that Hogan wore. Gotcha. Okay, so I've got the Macho Man statue. I've got the first issue of WWF magazine. Only because you and I collected it so long, like, I would love to have number one in the collection. Uh, LOD shoulder pads, I think, would be amazing in a case. Man, a fourth item. Can I tell you one collectible I would love to have? Please. The podium that Tony Schiavone and Crockett would stand at. Oh, the Saturday morning, yes, or Saturday afternoon. I just want the podium. That's all I want. That is one collectible I would love to have. Man, I'm having a hard time coming up with a fourth that I think would be like my Mount Rushmore of collectibles. I'm trying to like picture my room and what I would want in there. Definitely that statue. Definitely that magazine. Definitely the shoulder pads. Man, you know what? I got to go a Ric Flair robe. Seems about right. Yeah. I'm thinking about a full length robe inside of a glass case. Oh, that would just look amazing. That's a hell of a Mount Rushmore right there, though. Yeah, that's almost a, a a massive wish list. I don't even know what the value of that would be. I mean, we could look up the magazine and the Macho Man statue, of course. But man, ring-worn LOD shoulder pads and an authentic Ric Flair robe? That'd be sweet. Something like what came in the uh, Ultimate Edition, I'm thinking. Like that pink robe? That'd be sweet. Oh, hell yeah. Hang it up in, your, in the Detolf that we'll never get? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, that's not true. They're on back order for like six or seven years. Oh, okay. That's it? That's it. So one of these days. That's not even a supply chain issue. 
But let's see. Mount Rushmore of stuff I currently own. Wrestling collectibles. Definitely my Road Warriors, two, or Legion of Doom, two-pack that's signed by Animal. Oof. What else? And I'm talking it's in my ha- it's stuff in my house. Over in your house, you've got the Blue Bloods two-pack. And that holds yes. special meaning to you and I, so that's got to come uh, out of the house if there's a fire. Oh, wait a second. One of the Rushmore things would be the Kevin Steen thing oh, that you have, right? Correct. So that would be coming out of my house with the Road Warriors because that was Kevin Steen's knee brace and shirt that he wore at Final Battle 2010 against El Generico. Now, is there one or two autographs that you have that you treasure more than others? Uh, well, the an- no, the animal one is number one for sure. Not that I really try, like Roddy Piper's because he was such an amazing person to meet. Yeah. That's always been one of my favorites. Oh, you know what? The King Harley race, Jack's classic superstars. Not only a beautiful figure, but a beautiful signature on there as well. Okay. Now, if I'm over at your place, Blue Bloods are going. The Macho Man statue's going. Thank you, Rad Chad, for your question. Scott, next question is from Christopher Dean. Hello, gentlemen. A couple of questions for you guys. First, my road to WrestleMania question. It's easy. Favorite celebrity appearance. Mine is Joan Jett. It wasn't the greatest performance of that song, but it was nice to see her get her due as the Hall of Famer she is and people to realize that it's not a Faith Hills song. Also, with the ROH sale, I don't want to ask the easy question who you want to see as figs, but I'm curious who you think they can make with no talent under contract as of the 31st. Other than doing Luminaire figs for Punk, Danielson, Cole, etc., would Jeremy have to go out and sign names, or what do you think the process will be? Take care, gents. Christopher Dean. I don't know if any talent came with the ROH deal, because weren't all of the talent cut? Isn't it like after, oh no, after January, we're free to leave, right? Yes, I believe everybody was free agent status at that point, and anybody could go anywhere. So this sounds like a deal where it's just the brand name and the library. And of course, all likenesses, logos, blah, 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 blah. So there's no talent for ROH as of yet. They've got champions. Briscoes are the tag champs. Gresham is their heavyweight champion. So you've got to think those two guys are going to get signed right away. So at least right off the bat, you can make the Briscoes and Gresham. What do you think is great? Because Gresham's finally going to have his first figure. Uh, Jay Lethal? He was, yeah. Where's he been? He signed on with AEW. Well, maybe there's another ROH name for you. That would that would be another name you could put in that first series. Correct. So, yeah, they're going to have to go get names. That's, I mean, unless ROH's first figure series is, as Chris said, like a Luminaires or a Legends series, they've got to go get these guys under a contract now. Well, obviously you have Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. Yeah. You know, they're they're right off the bat, so they can be part of an ROH line or a... But you're talking legends now. Exactly. That's the problem. Yeah. Like if you want current names, you know, you're wanting to go sign Bandito and Roosh and Lethal and Gresham. Well, they've already got Lethal, but you want to sign Gresham, want to get the Briscoes under a deal. That all makes sense to me. But man, the Legends names are just dripping off the page here. Dude, what if we get Kings of Wrestling? Uh, They would have to sign Cesaro and have to sign Chris Hero. I don't see that being a problem. I, <laughs> I'm i all for it, dude. Yeah, I would love to have KOW figures. Dude, that would be a nice exclusive two-pack, a KOW set. Oh, totally. Yeah, you tell me how much you want and I'm paying it. Like, that's a no-brainer for me. That's no problem. A two-pack of the KOW, you got it. 
You throw the queen in there too? We're talking. All right, Scott, favorite celebrity WrestleMania moment? It's got to be Mr. T. I think without Mr. T, WrestleMania 1 is not the success that it is or was. And that was such a big deal for the WWF, for that event to succeed. Everything else they've done since then was riding on that event. And because of Mr. T's involvement, and I think we've actually talked about this, you and I, and I've talked about it on Drunk Wrestling History, without Mr. T's involvement, I don't know what WWF is or WWE is today. So to me, that's the most important one. Now, if you want to talk fun, it's Pete Rose. Oh, dude, you stole mine. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not Pete Rose. (laughs) (laughs) Oops. You know, what's funny is the reason I just thought of Pete Rose was because I was listening to uh, the sports radio on the way home today, and they were talking about wrestling. They were talking about the 80s wrestling. They were talking about the promos of Macho Man and the promos of Roddy Piper, uh, Tom Tolbert and his new co-host. They were talking about 80s wrestling, and then they started talking about Pete Rose dressing up as the San Diego Chicken and getting tombstoned and his like it was so crazy to see the all-time hit leader from the majors getting tombstoned he goes that <laughs> he goes that just didn't compute he goes can you imagine back in the day babe ruth getting you know cho- <laughs> getting choke slammed or something like that he goes you just didn't see that luke so, says putting him in a chicken wing come on <laughs> but th- he brought up a great point like that was such a fun thing of pete rose showing up to multiple wrestlemanias going after kane no i totally agree dude he was a lot of fun so since you were going pete rose you know what i'll throw out bob Uecker. oh good call good call that's fun he, too he was so much fun at wrestlemania 4 and <laughs> he was looking for some guy named vance white <laughs> just he had those he was quick like heenan uh-huh and just i, I always loved watching Uecker on on those shows and just A great dude, just a lot of fun to watch. Thank you, Christopher Dean, for your question. Scott, next up is Ring Skirts with the third trivia challenge, or trivia challenge, part tres. What's up, Jeff and Scott? Fully posable. This is Nate, a.k.a. Ring Skirts, coming to you from the Wrestle Cave once again with round three of my trivia challenges. I'm going to go back to LJN. Since you guys did so good with Hasbro last week, showing that you clearly love Hasbro more than LJN, here's a chance to prove me wrong by showing your knowledge of LJN. The category this week is going to be figures from the LJN line that are wearing headbands. This can be a little tricky. There's nine of them. One of them, I'll admit, it's very hard to tell that that figure's wearing a headband, but I guarantee that he is. And... One of the figures isn't even wearing the headband on his head. Those are a couple hints to help guide you and get you to think. Um, Not trying to trick anybody. Jesse Ventura's do-rag does not count as a headband. And the Honky Tonk Man, for example, that's clearly a scarf around his neck, not a headband. So good luck, guys. Nine figures from your LJN childhood. Can you name them all with headbands? All right, so I think Nate wants a blood feud, Scott. So no no sharing information on this one. No sharing information. We have to do this blind. Okay, so I've got my list, and I have completed my list. I only have seven. Okay, I've got nine, and I'm, I had to look up three of them to make sure, because in my head I saw it, but I had to go make sure. I had to go look at the pictures 
Okay, yes, that name was correct. It was already written on the list, but I did have to look up three of them to verify, but I've got nine names. If you guys want to play along, pause the show and see if you can come up with all nine. So Yeah, because basically we paused Nate's question, and then boom, we started ransacking. Jeff was doing his, I was doing mine. Like I said, I had to look up three just to make sure, but they were correct. So just throwing that out there, but I got my nine names. Okay, so we'll go back and forth. Are you ready? I was born ready. Don't ever do that again. I'll never do that again. I'm sorry. I don't know what I was thinking. All right. So do you want to rock, paper, scissors? It's the only man way to do it. (laughs) Rochambeau? (laughs) See, there is another way. No, just go ahead and go first, dude. Okay. S.D. Jones. Okay. Let me cross him off my list. Okay. Hulk Hogan, number one. Okay. Macho Man. I will cross him off my list. Ricky Steamboat. I will cross him off mine. Coco, beware. Okay. Crossing Coco off. Hulk Hogan, number two. Okay. He wasn't on my list because I wasn't wasn't thinking him. All right. Johnny Valiant. Very good. I'm going to cross him off my list. Jimmy Snuka. That was the last one on my list. So do you want to round it out? Billy Jack Haynes. He had a headband? Yes, he did. Around his neck. So I had to look up because I had all of my names down and I'm like, I need to verify. I had to look up steamboat because i remembered he i thought i remembered he had a headband but it was one of those that were like the hair was kind of covering it correct so i had to verify steamboat i had to verify snooker and i had to verify billy jack haynes because when nate said it didn't necessarily have to be around their head i was like dude billy jack had something else on him like there was stuff going on with billy jack and i had to look at the figure and i go yep that was him so that's nine Okay, our love of LJNs is restored, Nate. Yes, we're back in the lead with LJNs. <laughs> back in the family. They're back to one, <laughs> not one A. It's fun getting those questions because now you have to really pay attention to the details of the figure. Very like, much so, yeah. Don't go like, closed fist, dude. I'll be so pissed. <laughs> but like, you can remember like the pose they were in, but little details like that. Can you name the wrestlers that didn't have knee pads or can you name the guys that came with a cane or something? I'm probably taking some of Nate's questions away from the future. Yes. Yeah, so stop. Oh, I better stop. All right. All right. But it's fun. His gimmick. It's fun thinking about those random details about the figures. Like who had open fingers, who had closed fingers or. Yeah. No, I love this. That was a lot of fun. Nate. Thanks dude. Nate, thank you so much, man, for sending that in. Man, these trivia questions are getting harder and harder. Well, and (laughs) it's one of those things like, okay, Nate's question, it's done. Okay, pause. And then we're immediately with pen and paper and jotting down names. That was a lot of fun. All I I had to look up the three. They were on my list, but I had to verify them because I was like, these are the only ones I can think of. I've got to make sure that's the name. So, Dude, you should have asked me because I had Steamboat and Snooka down on my list. You did. Okay. Okay. I haven't seen those figures in a long time, but it's one of those things you played with them so much and you're like, I would put money on the fact that they've got a headband. But before I go like, now we're going to hit record again. I was like, I got to be sure. Nate, thank you so much for sending that in. Scott, our next question comes in from Justin Summers. Hello, Scott and Jeff. This is once again, Justin Summers from Wrestling Cheers with my bi-weekly question. First, I want to go back to last week's response from Scott, and it's about the whole physical media thing. I'm not picking on you, Scott, but isn't it kind of ironic? You, much like all of us, especially if you're listening to this podcast, you're a figure collector, and 
you talk about not liking clutter. Isn't collecting in general, if you're, if you're collecting anything physical, a form of clutter? And I'm, I'm not doing this to pick on you or, or anything. It's just it's just funny to hear. But I mean, when it comes to media, I mean, I can understand really liking streaming. I myself, I use Apple Music. I love the ability to stream whatever I want, whenever I want. And the same thing with movies, whether it be a streaming site, such as Netflix, Amazon Prime, Hulu, the, the list goes on and on. But there is something about owning your media. I love to be able to pop in a VHS. And I know no matter what, I own this copy. Same thing with DVDs and Blu-rays. Being able to pop in a DVD in Blu-ray and watch special features or watch a movie with director's commentary. And then when it comes to music, having that artwork, especially with vinyl, I didn't realize this till recently because I've always loved owning CDs, but obviously the artwork and anything on the inside is bigger. And it definitely looks cool to have vinyl records on your wall compared to a CD. I'm not trying to change your mind, but just knowing kind of the irony of how you look at physical media when in a way it's very similar to any other type of physical collection. But hey, I like both. But since we're talking music, let's get into my question for this week. I'm giving you the opportunity, which granted, not true, but for the question, you are given the opportunity to resurrect three musical acts from the grave. So you can A, see how their career could have went if they lived longer, and you could go see them live. So the criteria here, obviously they have to be dead, but also you can have never seen them live. For me, I'm picking, which this was kind of hard to narrow down. I can pick three from one incident, but I'm gonna pick one from it. The day the music died, Buddy Holly. I believe he died way too young and his musical brilliance wasn't appreciated at that time. And if he would have lived longer, I think he would have created amazing music and he would have been much more respected. Second, kicking out there to California, Bradley Knoll from the band Sublime. The story of him is crazy. Becomes a huge musical act with Sublime out there in California. Ends up after a few albums getting a record deal and before the album comes out, he dies of an overdose. I would have loved for him to live longer so he could experience more of that fame and notoriety. Third, also West Coast, Tupac. Could you imagine if Tupac would have lived longer, been, been alive right now, some of the music he could have done? Maybe he would have changed styles? Maybe he'd be somebody that, you know, would be yelling at modern rappers today. I don't know. Something you think about when it comes to Tupac. But those are my three. What are your three? Look forward to hearing your answers, which I will take off the air after Jeff gets spayed or neutered. Later. Hey, 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 don't you call me out on my clutter that's to my left and pile of figures? <laughs> Don't you do that. How dare you? <laughs> yeah, it's funny that Justin let off with that about the physical. I was literally just having a conversation at work today with the guys about physical media versus digital. And there's pluses and minuses to both. And there's no, again, like with 
with wrestling figures and opinions, I guess there's no right or wrong answer. It's just whatever you you prefer, right? I'm I'm more of the type that I would rather have it at my fingertips. I don't want to go dig for it and have to hunt for it. I'd rather have a Plex Media server with all my movies on it and Spotify with all of my music on there that I'd want to listen to. <clears throat> so again, it's just a preference thing, but Justin's absolutely right. Albums on the wall are incredible. That is artwork. Absolutely is artwork, especially in the gatefold ones where there's stuff in the middle. Kiss Alive, for example, Kiss Alive 2. You could open it up and there was a big, beautiful picture inside and amazing. Album artwork is fantastic. It looks great when it's displayed on your wall too, but it's just, it's always that preference thing. So three musical acts that we could resurrect. And they have to be, they have literally have to be dead. I'm assuming at least one member of the band, if it's a band, has to be dead to where the band, I guess, doesn't tour anymore. And you cannot have seen them live. Oh, you cannot have seen them? He was specific with that. You cannot have seen them live because that ruled out two of mine. Okay. Were you talking about Vinnie Paul and Dimebag Daryl? I was talking about Pantera. Yep. And okay. the other one would have been typo negative. Oh, yeah. Peter Steele? Yeah, the lead singer died, so no more typo negative. I'm really curious to where they would have ended up now. Because they were pretty obscure when they were around. Like, I don't think that they had a huge following. We loved them. But I'm just wondering how their career would have gone had he not passed away. So, yeah, that took out. As soon as he said you can't have seen him live, that took out typo and Pantera for me. Okay, so number one, I'm I, I do I say Michael Jackson? I make all these Michael Jackson jokes on the show, but well, he's on my list for sure. Oh, he is on. Okay, okay, no doubt about it. I've never seen him live. We were huge fans of Michael. Ja- we had the LJN doll. Yes, all the versions of him too. Yes, which I think was Human Nature, Billy Jean, and Thriller. No, Beat It Thriller and Billy Jean. Uh, and incredible. I think we, they made like separate outfits too that you could buy. We had all the outfits. So that was, <laughs> it was kind of our version of Barbie back then, but we didn't care. We loved Michael Jackson. So he's definitely on my list. If I could resurrect one name to go see live, it would absolutely be Michael Jackson. Okay. Uh, who is second on your list? Uh, second for me is Prince. Oh, good call. I've never seen Prince live. I'm never going to get to see Prince live. And another guy, my first Prince album was Purple Rain. Wasn't allowed to watch the movie until the 90s. But that soundtrack was such a huge part of growing up. I think that was 84 that came out. Huge part of me growing up. I loved Prince's music and I would love to see him live. I can, of course, go onto YouTube and watch. They had the hologram at the Super Bowl a few years ago. That was cool. But number two on my list would be Prince. I agree with Justin on uh, my second one is Tupac. Okay. My third is Freddie Mercury's version of Queen. Oh, good. Never call. got to see Queen live. I know they still tour, but I think with Adam Lambert. That's my number three, dude. Okay. Yeah. Queen for me, like watching that movie. And when I went and saw it, I was not a big Queen fan. Like, of course I knew all their hits, whatever everybody does. They're, you know, you hear them everywhere. But watching that movie, I gained a greater appreciation for what an artist Freddie Mercury was. And after that, I started really deep diving into their library and became a a big, big fan of their music. And it's one of those like, damn it, why wasn't I a fan way back when? Maybe I could have gone to a Queen show because little did I know, dad is a fan of Queen. Yes. And who knows if I could have talked him into it, maybe we could have gone to a Queen show. 
So unfortunately, that's never going to happen. It's again, going back and watching YouTube videos of their performances. But you watched that video of Live Aid when Queen took the stage mm-hmm. and that performance, it's, I, I think it's rated the best live performance of all time or the second best, something like that. Well warranted. Like he had that huge crowd in the palm of his hand. And I just wish I could have seen him perform live. Justin, thank you for your question. And how dare you call me out on my clutter and spay and neutering? How dare you? My clutter. (laughs) It is clutter, dude. You're under attack. Actually, you know what's funny? In order to clean up my clutter, I have to create more clutter with totes. (laughs) So It's a vicious cycle. Thank you again, Justin. Scott, last question of the week comes in from Josh Thompson. Hey, Jeff and Scott, JT here back with that bi-weekly submission. Well, boys, a miracle happened last month. The AEW entrance playset came a couple of weeks early. This week, I want to give you guys my thoughts and impression of the set. Right off the bat, this thing is huge. I did not think this thing would be as big as it was. That's what she said. But when I took it out of the box and started setting it up, I realized just how massive it was. Wow, I mean, they're just flying right now, aren't they? (laughs) That said, as big as it is, it looks good. (laughs) Okay, how are you reading this with a straight face? I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) JT had to know what he was doing here to us. It looks great when put together. The set is pretty much what I wanted Jazzwares to do with an AEW entrance, minus the lights and the sounds. The only downside to the playset, aside from it being a bit of a pain to set up is I can't fit it in my current wrestling arena space. So what I did was I took one of the entrance tunnels and the ramp to the ring, which shout out Jazzwares. I've been dying for someone to do one of those and have that as my entrance. I know cardboard play sets isn't everyone's cup of tea, but I do recommend this one for those who missed out on the Mattel creations arena or didn't have the funds for the arena. Again, great playset, just need a good amount of space for it. What I do commend JT on doing is giving like a full review of it. Yeah, if you guys were on the fence, there you go. Yeah, exactly. So if you guys have the space for it, you can actually put this together, do photos with it. Uh, JT, I thank you very much for sending that in. Yeah, thanks for the review, dude. I know I was joking about the massive and it's big, you know, stuff like that. And taking it out of the box. If I had the space... I would probably do something like that. But then I think about it. I don't have any loose AEW figures. Mm, right. So that kind of defeats the purpose. I would just have an arena. I'd have an empty arena match. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like the Rock and Mankind during the Super Bowl halftime show. No, I wouldn't even have Rock and Mankind, dude. <laughs> I'd have to break out the LJNs and start seeing if they could fit through the tunnels. Yeah, right. <laughs> These things don't fit. Smash. These aren't in scale. <laughs> Are they wearing headbands, though? (laughs) Well done. Well done. And that rounds out the listener segment. We want to thank everybody for listening. Whoa. I started to go into the end. (laughs) Wow. You're like, we're taking this home quick tonight. (laughs) No. You all know who to listen to. Sorry. Sorry. It's been a long day. (laughs) Even though I had. You put the hook on yourself on that one. I did. I did. Even though I had Monday off, it's already been a long week. Anyways, (laughs) we want you guys to head on over to WrestlingToyTracker.com. Of course, head on over there. See if you're getting fair prices for any carded or loose LJNs, Galoobs, Remco, whoops, not Remcos, I'm sorry, Hasbro, Just Toys, Bendems, Defining Moments, and Retros. So if you're in the hunt and going back and collecting any of those, head on over to WrestlingToyTracker.com. 
com to see the eBay averages for the past three months. So again, WrestlingToyTracker.com. Also, check out our good buddies Breaker and Bane. Breaker also has his side projects. You know it's fake, right? And the TB Toycast with the great Travis Fowler. Check out our buddies Doing the Favor over at DoingTheFavor.com. They have the links that link up to BrickSeek and PopFinder. And while you're there, go and listen to their shows. This past week, they had a watch-along with WrestleMania 17's main event of Rockin' Austin. So Nice. That was a fun listen, so go check that out. Also, my good friend, your good friend, and everybody's good friend, Steve <laughs> Fountas, and his tag team partner, Eric, over at the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. Last week, they were talking about stuff that changed wrestling. Ooh. Yes, things that changed wrestling. It could have been a collector's item, like Soda Hunter talked about the Jack's Classics being a game-changing moment. So go check that out. Give that a listen. A lot of fun. Love Steve. Love Eric. Our good friends over at the Chick Foley Show, you want to check them out. You heard Justin earlier talking, asking us a question about music, but on Wrestling Cheers, he's talking about AIW Wrestling. So go give that a listen. Wrestling Cheers, all these can be found on Apple iTunes as well. Check out RJ with Ringside Rant. Marty and Rucker are doing boots to the face. Tim's pulling up a chair with the Fig Life community with Pulling Up a Chair podcast. And Scott, what you got for Drunk Wrestling History? Yes, give us a follow on Twitter at Wrestling underscore Drunk, our show that dropped this past Friday. We kind of touched on it earlier, Jeff. We review from 2012, PWG's Kurt Russell Reunion 3. <laughs> the main event involved Kevin Steen, El Generico, and Super Dragon, and Pac, who you all may know as Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Neville, I guess he was in WWE. Is that correct? Neville? That is correct, yep. <clears throat> and a Super Dragon. And that's all you need to know. It was awesome. It was incredible. And apparently we put over Willie Mack like he was The Rock. Were you guys drunk? Dude, we're drunk wrestling history. Oh, good point, good point, good point. Where we're no. not always accurate, but we're always drunk. I mean, nothing against Willie Mack. Willie Mack is great. No, he is, and we made that clear. <laughs> but apparently we went on for like five or 10 minutes on how great Willie Mac is. <laughs> and he listened back to it when he was doing the editing. He's like, dude, we talked so long about Willie Mac. You'd think he was the damn rock. <laughs> I was like, well, Willie Mac is pretty freaking cool. Oh, that is hilarious. Well, give that a listen. Drunk wrestling history. Also check out our buddies, Marty and Sarah love wrestling. And every single <laughs> day, Ryan buds does trivia with buds. Also, you can find him on Facebook trivia with buds. Scott roll call. Yes, of course, I'm going to throw it out to Jason Wolf. Head over to his website, Doyle Draws. That's D-O-Y-L-E Draws.com. Get in touch with the man himself, Jason Wolf. Check out his chop shop where he's doing custom Hasbros. Buy some artwork from him or commission him for some art. DoyleDraws.com. And Jeff, I kind of saved some of my birthday stuff for the last part of the show. Because okay. I got a special little dude I want to throw a shout out to. Okay. The wife and Peyton took me out to dinner on the Monday after my birthday. We went to All You Could Eat Sushi in Modesto. It was awesome. So that was cool for my birthday, but a little dude made it extra special. And he goes by Baby Josh. He is six years old, and he is the brother of one of Peyton's dance buddies. He got me a birthday present, and apparently... So he's come over here before, and he walked upstairs, and I think I instantly became his best friend. Because he saw all the wrestling <laughs> figures up on the wall. Like, okay. this little dude loves 
wrestling. He loves wrestling video games. He's obsessed with wrestling. His favorite is Roman Reigns. So he came over, he saw the collection. I became his best friend. It was like stepbrothers. We went and did karate in the garage. It was awesome. (laughs) (coughs) I showed him my Randy Jackson sword. (laughs) So the little dude loves wrestling. And seeing all the figures, he was taking notes of who I had. More importantly, taking notes of who I didn't have. So he got me a birthday gift. And at Peyton's dance last Saturday, which was my birthday, when I got there, he could not wait to give me my birthday gift. So he went out to his dad's car, came back in, and he had a gift bag with some gift wrap in there. I opened it up. It's an Oscar Elite. Aw. The newer one. So touched. So now I have that Oscar. Of course, I had to make room for it on the wall. I told him I would try my best to get it signed. So I now have a very special gift of an Oscar Elite figure up on the wall by the best little dude, the best little six-year-old, baby Josh. He's awesome. And I made a new friend because (laughs) they had a mom get together, a dance mom get together. And baby Josh was over here. So we came upstairs, we watched part of WrestleMania 17, or not 17, WrestleMania 31 play button. And then we played WWE 2K20, 2K20? The last one that came out, not the newer one, the last one that came out. I think it was 2K20. Uh, so we played that for a while. We did some Hell in the Cell matches. We did a, a triple th- a TLC ladder match and just had a blast. And then he had to go home. But the last time he came over, he brought all of his wrestling figures with him. And he had his ring, he had his title belts, he had all of his loose figures. He has like a Spider-Man suitcase he keeps them all in, and it rolls. The dude's thinking ahead. He doesn't do like we do where we're carrying the ring with all the figures piled inside of it. Dude thinks ahead. He's a smart kid. But I wanted to send a shout out because he is in need of two figures. This six-year-old is a huge fan of Andre the Giant. Huge fan. Like, okay. loves Andre the Giant. And he's six. It's from playing the video games. Oh. He loves Andre. Because he's a giant. So he needs an Andre figure. Of course, loose. Not MOC. The other one is Brock Lesnar. And Steve Hoker is currently working on one that he got in a lot. And the face is painted red. So he's, he's either going to repaint it or he's going to try to get the red off of there. But he's in need of a loose Andre. And he's in need of a loose Brock. So if you've got me on Facebook, cool. Uh, Otherwise, Jeff, if you wouldn't mind fielding the Twitter reach outs, if you guys can just let me know how much you want for him, shipping, all that good stuff. It's going to go right into baby Josh's collection. He's just, he's a special dude and he loves wrestling. He's passionate about the figures like we are. And it's just, it's cool to have another wrestling fan in the community, another figure collector in the community. So just giving it up to baby Josh. I love the birthday gift. And I wanted to make sure I gave him a special shout out on this show. By chance, will he take a Andre Hasbro? No. Okay. No, because it's not in scale. And I showed him you had offered up your Brock Zombie. See, this just goes back to my point. We're in a six inch dilemma right now. (laughs) That's exactly what this is. See, we pigeonholed ourselves. We're discriminating against smaller figures. See, now we're, yes, thank you. It has to be in scale because he plays with them. So it's got to be in scale with the rest of them. And he looked at the zombie and you know what he said? The zombie Brock. Cause you had offered him the zombie Brock. If you're like, if he wanted, if he wants it, it's his. Right. He said, I think I'd only use that one on Halloween, <laughs> which is exactly what one of the listeners has said that it's a Halloween decoration. 
Right, right. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that that was great. I was like, dude, one of our listeners totally said that on the show. But those are the two figures he's most in need of. And I think what's really cool is he has uh, the SmackDown world title, like the, the kid size one. Okay. And when one of the wrestlers in the ring wins the title, he picks up his kid size replica and throws it over his shoulder. Oh, that's hella funny. Yeah. So I took him out to my loose bin. I hooked him up with a Kevin Owens. I hooked him up with a Surfer Sting, the basic. And one, do you remember those, the, when they did the female figures that were, they almost looked like Polly Pockets. Like they were larger than Polly Pockets, but they kind of like facially resembled Polly Pocket style figures. Somewhat, yeah. They did like an entrance stage for them and they released like Sasha and Bailey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Years and years ago. Well, in the bin was a Sasha Banks and he doesn't have a Sasha Banks. And that's the only Sasha I have loose. And I was was like, here, take her. I was like, but on one condition, he goes, what? I said, Kevin Owens never loses. (laughs) That was Friday night when I saw him on Saturday. He's like, yeah, I wrestled with Kevin Owens. Don't worry, he didn't lose. I was like, awesome. So this is like the next generation of figure collector. And I love it, dude. Great kid. Great kid. So my question to you is, did he buy the Oscar figure with his own money? Oh, that I don't know. I mean, he's six. So I don't know what he's doing for a side hustle. I mean, that's a, that's a true friend. If he, he has to use his own money. (laughs) Like that's a true friend. Yes. Yes. Uh, You know what? If he had a side hustle and he makes money, I would bet money, my own money that he did buy it with his money. Okay. Well, if he has a side hustle, make sure he knows about the $600, you not to go over $600. Oh yes. Yes. Yeah. Or he's going to get hit with a 1099. Yes. I'll tell him to be wary of uh, Macari and eBay. Thank you. Thank you. I'll Um, I'll inform him. We're looking out for this kid. Absolutely. (laughs) So Scott for episode 320, anything else? Stay safe. Stay healthy, fig license 2016, and happy toy hunting. I want to thank everyone for listening to episode 320, hashtag fig life. Adios. Uh, yeah. Fully hosable. Let's go. Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring. But we don't take it out the box, MOC. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week. With the OGs of WFP. Fully posable, thank you all for listening. It ain't no storyline, real life siblings. So everybody go and do your toy spotting. Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the Kings.